Joe, good day, gents, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric, and every week we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, the sorrows, and yes, the fun of being a dad. And I tell you, this summer has been packed full of opportunities for our family to be together, to spend time together. We had the reunion with my with my mom and all of my siblings. We've had birthdays with Judy and with Ashton. And uh, this past weekend, my daughter, uh, Cynthia, uh, got invited to go over to Medford, Oregon to do a photo shoot for a model agency. And uh, my wife was looking to try to go, but her work schedule didn't quite align. And so I'm like, yeah, shoot, I'd, I'd love to go. So Cynthia and I were looking at plane tickets and we couldn't get things to quite line up. And so finally, I'm like, you know what? It's only an eight, eight hour drive. Let's take a road trip. I'm always up for a road trip. So she said, yeah, that'd be super fun. So on Friday, we uh, loaded up in her car and with all of her clothes and, and my little backpack and my laptop, and we headed off to Medford, Oregon. And it was an absolutely beautiful drive. The first three hours, then a big, ugly stretch for about four hours, and then another beautiful three hours. So I don't think that math worked out. But anyway, so three beautiful Three beautiful on the on both ends and two and a half of really ugly in, in the middle. Um, but she slept the entire way there. <laughs> so, uh, but it was great because I, I don't mind being in my thoughts. Uh, you know, I played music. I listened to uh, Spanish uh, movies and um, just had time to meditate, to pray, to ponder, to think about what I was going to share with you guys. And then we got into Medford, and uh, our hotel was beautifully placed. I couldn't have planned it better. Right around the corner was this great Mexican restaurant. And so we went out for dinner together and then came back into the hotel. And uh, we decided to watch Godzilla versus King Kong. And I tell you, we just had a fantastic time together. Stayed up really late. Started to watch the first Godzilla and fell asleep to that watching it. And then the next morning we got up, I went to the gym and then came back and woke her up and she got ready. And then we went to IMD uh, to the to the uh, photo uh, to the lady that was doing the photo shoot. And uh, I tell you, it was absolutely amazing to be a fly on the wall behind the scenes watching my daughter interact with the photographer, the photographer asking her to change poses, to smile, to look serious. and. My daughter, I mean, she is just a natural. I mean, she was in her element. And it was so fun to, to watch her and witness her, you know, go after that dream. And it's really fun for me, especially now that my kids are getting older, to, to see my kids have a dream so big that they have to work for it, but they're willing and they have the courage and the tenacity and the vision to go after it. And man, it just was amazing and super fun to, to watch her. And uh, then on the way back, we had a great conversation. She drove four and a half hours on the way back. And we just had a great, just a great time. And then we captured this amazing sunset uh, together and uh, took some photos of it, some photos of her, photos of me. And uh, it just, it was just an amazing time. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it gave me time to ponder what I was going to share with you guys. And uh, as you guys know, I'm a big believer that uh, the relationship that you and your wife 
have together sets the tone, the atmosphere for your family. It sets the pace. It, it sets the dynamic um, of your home. It sets the happiness, the, the, whether there's contention or love or cooperation, you and your wife set the tone. And I've thought a lot about um, this, especially after hearing this video clip that I captured, that I found on TikTok. And I thought that I would share it um, with you guys. The channel is Empowered Talk. And the lady that I'm going to share with you, her name is Melissa, and she's sharing how she, well, I'll just let her share her words and then we'll talk about it. So here you go. It's about to get extremely real in here. I'm out here fishing and it's kind of hot and kind of sticky, but I figure maybe sharing my experience will make somebody else realize they're not alone. I have only known two things in romantic relationships. The first one being love bombing, where in that first stage they're just gung-ho and they're doing all the sweet things and they're being helpful around the house and they're acting like they're the perfect partner, only for it to start dying off at about two to three months. And if you voice like, hey, where Where'd the effort go? Is everything okay? Suddenly you're the problem. And now those things are asking too much. The bar slowly lowers, and the second that you try to bring it up a notch, it's not okay. Over time, you just learn to keep your mouth shut or do everything yourself. The other thing I've experienced is that asking for the bare minimum is asking for too much. In my marriage, asking for help with the dishes, like somehow they were default my job, was the biggest inconvenience in the whole world. Or tasks like laundry or picking up would go left undone for weeks if I didn't do it myself. I asked, I would get the response of, sure, I'll do it. Two weeks would go by and it wouldn't be done. And then if I was upset by that, then it was my fault for not having reminded him. But if I reminded him, I was being a nag. So again, you just learn to keep your mouth shut. So now I've grown in my healing journey and realized what I deserve. And what I deserve is a partner who treats me as an equal and with respect. And I won't apologize for that or lower that bar because I've done that for too much of my life. I won't expect more from another person than I would expect out of myself. But I also won't tolerate less. Dudes, I just love that. I think the impact of what she has shared with us is so critically important. Because I'd like you to think back when you were dating your girl. I mean, you were all in. You were committed to showing and proving to her that you were the one. In fact, she probably had the walls up at first. And you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to show you by the way that I serve you and I dedicate and give my time to you that I'm the guy. I'm the man of your dreams. I mean, think about the first couple times that your wife or your then girlfriend said, hey, why don't you come over to my girlfriend's house or to, to my family's house? And they invited you over for dinner, for games. And as it came time to pick up plates or clean up, you actually got up, you offered to take her plate, you went into the kitchen, you helped the mother-in-law, future mother-in-law uh, clean, clean up and the father, and you just did everything you could to show that you were a man that could be counted on. And think back, I mean, if she wanted to talk, I mean, you would stay up way late into the evenings and you would 
talk about your dreams. You listen to her dreams and her aspirations. You talk about your aspirations and dreams and what you could do together, what you could be together, what it might look like. And you spent all this time dreaming. And then you got married. And for a time, you did those same actions. But somewhere along the line, that started to dwindle. And the challenge is, is that when you were dating, you set the bar. You set the bar that you were this kind of person, that you were attentive, that you have a servant, that you had a servant's heart, that you had her interests and her um, well-being in mind, that you went out of her, out of your way to make her feel like that you were the man, the the prince, the prince charming, the man of her dreams. You did everything you could. And you're the one that set the bar, not her. You set the bar. And now, all of a sudden, as you guys have gone on in your relationship, somewhere you let the bar slide. And she's like going, wait, what happened to the guy that I had when we were dating that said he was this, but now he's acting like this and he's lowered the bar for himself and he's upset at me because I'm asking the questions. What happened to you? What happened to us? Because all of a sudden the attention that you were giving to her is gone and she feels that the attention that you were giving to you as a couple is gone and she feels that and you feel that. And rather than owning it, you get you go on the defensive when she brings it up. You know, years ago, um, when I was working um, in one of the leadership positions of our church, our our bishop, our ward leader, said, "Hey, man, I'd like you to go. There's this young couple. They're really struggling. They're struggling. You know, kind of in their relationship. They're struggling a bit financially. I'm wondering." if you could go over and talk to them. I said, yeah, I'd be glad to. So I made an appointment to go over. I think it was on a Tuesday. And so so I show up. And when I show up, I knock on the door. And all of a sudden, the guy yells through the door, yo, come out here, man. Doesn't even bother to get up, just yells through the door. So I open the door, and there he is sitting on the couch, and he's playing video games. And the first thing I noticed, not only that he's playing the video games, is that there's a little baby sitting at his feet and that diaper reeks. I mean, I can smell it the moment I walk in the door. And then on the other side of the living room, as you're walking into the dining room, there's another younger little baby, probably 12 months, that's, you know, that's crying, that's being fed. And I pop my head around the corner and the, the wife is in there cooking dinner. And you could see that she was so drained from the day. And she's trying to go, all right, how do I get dinner cooked? How do I get to this crying baby in the high chair? And oh my gosh, you know what? I, I can smell the diaper, right? I could just see all of that in her face. And I go back into the living room and I go, yo, dude, what are you doing? He goes, what do you mean? I go, why are you playing video games? When you got a kid with a poopy diaper, you got a kid over there crying and your wife's in there cooking dinner. He goes, well, I'm tired. I've worked all day. And I'm like, dude, you don't think your wife hasn't worked all day? 
I mean, she's been taking care of these kids. She's still taking care of these kids. Her day hasn't stopped. You come in and the first thing you do is pop your lazy butt down and start playing video games. And he's like, yeah, but I'm tired. I go, no. I go, dude, how do you ever expect, because you've expressed that you're really frustrated that you guys have no intimacy in your relationship. You go, how do you expect her when you come home, you plop your butt on the couch, you start playing video games while she's doing everything around the house. And then when you finally, when she finally gets the kids to bed and she comes into your bedroom, that she's ever going to be in the mood. She's exhausted and you've done nothing to help her around the home so that she doesn't feel exhausted. And more importantly, she doesn't feel like you're invested in the family. You're not invested in the kids and you're not invested in her. And that really struck him. And it should strike you too, because I think a lot of us men, we at the beginning of, beginning of our relationship, the beginning of the marriage, we set the bar up here. And then as we proceed over time, we slowly let the bar go down. And all of a sudden she's wondering what happened to the man of her dreams. She's, you've become the man of her nightmares. And she's yearning and she's hoping that you will recapture that desire and that pursuit of being the man of her dreams. And I think that it's important to recognize that if you found yourself in this point, all is not lost. You can recapture it, but it's going to take some concerted effort. You're going to have to double down. You're going to have to come home when you get home from, the, from, from work and you step into the house. Your dad hat needs to go on. Your servant hat for your wife needs to go on. Your husband hat needs to go on and go, you know what? Yes, I'm tired, but you know what? I'm going to do everything that I can to make a difference in our home by being present and being involved. And it doesn't take much. I mean, as that lady talked about, she's like, look, you know, how come all of a sudden the dishes and the laundry have defaulted to my job when it's our home? Dude, I, I take as much uh, responsibility for the cleaning of our house, to doing laundry, cooking dinner. I mean, Judy and I have created a real partnership. And I think it starts with having a mind to serve, to make her feel special, even when she doesn't see that you're doing that. And let me give you an example of that. My wife hates to be cold when she comes out of the shower. She likes to keep the shower curtain closed. She likes to keep the steam in. If I even open the door, man, she goes, shut the door, I'm freezing, it's cold, right? So knowing this, anytime that I would take a shower before her, I would, when after getting done, I would open the curtains because I, I like the coolness, I think it's refreshing. And I would grab the towel and I would dry myself off. And then as I would step out of the shower, I would reach my hand on the towel bar and I would grab the dry towel that is farthest away from the, the shower and I would pull it next to the shower. And I did this because I wanted 
my wife to be able to just barely open that shower curtain, stick her little hand out, grab the towel and bring it in, close the shower curtain as fast as she could so that she could stay warm and then dry off in the warmth of the shower, the seam. And one day I was doing this, I took a shower, I opened the curtains and I grabbed the towel and I started drying off. And as I stepped out of the shower, I reached and grabbed the towel. And as soon as I did that, I started moving it towards the, the shower and my wife walked in and I'm moving the towel and she goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, you weren't supposed to see that. She goes, what are you doing? I go, she goes, why are you doing that? I said, well, I know that you hate to be cold and you do everything you can to keep all of the steam and the warmth in the shower. And so every morning when I get out, I move the dry towel close to you so that you don't have to step out and get cold and then rush back in. She's like, I never knew you did that. I go, you didn't need to know I did it. I did it because in my mind, I always want to be treating you like the queen of my heart that you are. And that needs to happen whether you see it or you don't say it, see it because it comes from a mindset and a heart set. Because if I place you at the center of everything I do, even the little things, it not only makes you feel special, but it also reminds me and keeps me in the mindset that I need to be in hot pursuit of you at all times and continually proving to you that I love you and that I'm here for you, that I'm committed for you, I'm dedicated to you, and I'm going to serve you. And straight up, sometimes my wife gets mad at me because she's like, ah, she goes, I appreciate you're trying to help me, but just let me do it, right? And so sometimes I have to step back and let her do it so that she feels that independence. And I also, sometimes she's like, well, you never let me help her. And I'm like, well, yeah, help you. I'm like, yeah, I do, but not enough, right? So I have to be cognizant to do things where I'm asking her for help, even if it's just a little thing, because it makes both of us feel like we're serving each other, we're pursuing each other, and we're building a relationship centered around love, commitment, dedication, and having a servant hearts towards each other. Now, guys, if you're not at this point in your relationship, it doesn't mean that you can't recapture it, as I said. You have to double down. If it's been a while since you did the dishes, do the dishes every day for the next 30 days. If it's been a while since you did laundry, do the laundry, fold it, put it away. If you haven't taken time with the kids, you know what, surprise her, come home and see that the house is, you know, kind of a little bit in a disarray and say, hey, sweetheart, looks like you've had a tough day. Let's go get an ice cream. Let's take the kids out for dinner. You know what, you go into the bedroom, go watch your favorite show, Go take a shower. Let me take care of dinner. Whatever, right? And get into that mindset for the next 30 days of truly pursuing and serving your wife. I guarantee you, if you dedicate the next 30 days to doing that, you're going to, one, surprise her. <laughs> and two, you're going to begin the process 
of breaking down those walls and that resentment that has built over time of you lowering the bar. And she's going to be appreciative. She might even be a little bit suspicious. So that's why I'm saying you have to double down because you're going to have to build out of a legacy of disappointment, of not showing up, of not doing your part. But in my experience, if you really double down and you go the 30 days, the next thing you know, you're going to go, you know what? I can do 30 days. And it becomes a way of life, not a task. And that's really what it's about. What kind of man are you becoming? What do your actions say about your character? About what kind of husband, what kind of father, what kind of man you are? And it starts with the little things. So guys, quit love bombing your wife. Quit going, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to change and love bombing her just like you did at the beginning and doing it for a short time and then letting it dwindle because that's when she goes, oh, well, you've said that before and you didn't change. When you get into the action of love bombing, you're doing it out of a place of selfishness, not out of real commitment. So set aside the love bombing and become strategic about showing and building love with your significant one every single day. Make it a part of your life. Make it a part of who you are as not only a man, but also as a couple and as the leader of your family. I'm telling you, if you do this, you will change the trajectory of your family. You will change the trajectory and the destiny of your relationship with your wife. And you will be able to look at her and she will be able to look at you and go, you know what? You have become the man of my dreams. And I'm grateful that I chose you all those years ago. And yeah, we had some rough times, but I appreciate that you recommitted and got after it and worked to save what was slowly dying. So guys, with all my heart, I'm pleading with you to stop the love bombing and get into love making. And love making is every aspect of your life. It's just not the intimacy in the room. It's about how you live your life together how you live your life as a man dedicated and serving her. So anyway, I hope something in this is ringing with your heart that it will inspire you to reconnect, to get back into hot pursuit of your wife and show her that you are the man of her dreams. And let me know how it turns out. I'd love to hear if you tried the 30-day challenge and recommitted. Let me know. Send me a DM. Send me an email. Let me know how it went. And if you're struggling with personal issues, personal challenges, whether on in your life, in your family's life, and you're really struggling and you're looking for a book that might help you, I invite you to check out my book, Learn to Dance with the Currents of Life When You Feel Like You're Drowning. Because some challenges in life, dude, it takes everything you can to get out of them. And I've taken 15 experience of, experiences of mine in water 
to highlight and draw application into our life on how we can navigate turbulent times and use the crazy currents and turbulence of life for our good and learn how to become the master and become in sync with those experiences to propel us forward in a positive direction. So check it out. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And as always, thank you guys so much for joining me. And uh, we will check you same time, same bad channel, just next week right here on Father's Fire. See ya!